Good morning, and welcome to Simply Sports. It's Friday, February 23rd. On today's show, we discuss the fairly high concern over R.W. Oshie's injury and Jokic becoming the fourth ever with a triple-double against every foe. Plus, Lowry's Sixers debut includes an ovation and stitches. This coverage and more, up next. I'm David, and you're listening to Simply Sports. We start off with a recent development in the sports world. In a recent match against the Tampa Bay Lightning, Washington Capitals right wing TJ Oshie suffered a non-contact injury during the third period. The Capitals managed to secure a 5-3 win, but concerns are high regarding Oshie's condition. Here to discuss this further is Michael, a correspondent for Simply Sports. Can you tell us more about the incident, Michael? Certainly, David. Oshie was making a move near the offensive blue line when he went down to the ice. He had to crawl along the boards to the bench and needed assistance to get back to the locker room. It was a concerning sight for both the team and the fans. What has the team said about Oshie's injury? Capitals coach Spencer Carberry expressed a fairly high level of concern about Oshie's injury. He stated that it's never a good sign when a player leaves the ice in such a manner. However, a more thorough evaluation is expected to take place today. And how has Oshie responded to this situation? Oshie took to social media after the game, reassuring fans with a post that read, I'll be back. Thanks for the love caps fans. Hashtag no bad days. Despite the injury, he seems to be in high spirits and is grateful for the support from the fans. That's encouraging to hear. And how does this affect the Capitals' position in the Eastern Conference? Despite the setback with Oshie's injury, the Capitals managed to secure a win against the Lightning. This victory has moved them within five points of the Lightning for the final playoff spot in the Eastern Conference. It's a crucial time for the team, and they'll be hoping for a speedy recovery for Oshie. While we keep a close eye on Oshie's recovery and the Capitals' progress, let's shift our focus to the NBA, where Nikola Jokic made history by becoming the fourth player to record at least one triple-double against every team in the league during the Denver Nuggets' 130-110 victory over the Washington Wizards. Abby, a correspondent for Simply Sports, is here to discuss this further. Can you tell us more about Jokic's performance and its significance? Certainly, David. Jokic's performance was nothing short of spectacular. He went 10 for 10 from the floor and finished with 21 points, 19 rebounds, and 15 assists. This was his 16th triple-double of the season, putting him second in the league behind DeMantas Sabonis. The only other players to have achieved a triple-double against every opponent are LeBron James, Russell Westbrook, and Maurice Stokes. That's quite an elite group to be part of. How did the rest of the Nuggets perform in this game? The Nuggets as a team performed exceptionally well. Michael Porter contributed 22 points and 11 rebounds, while Jamal Murray, who had missed the previous game due to tibia inflammation, scored 18 points, made eight assists, and had three steals. Aaron Gordon scored 17 points, and off the bench, Christian Braun and Peyton Watson were also productive. Braun had 12 points and 10 rebounds, and Watson finished with 11 points and four blocks. And how did the Wizards fare in this match? The Wizards struggled, matching their worst skid of the season with their ninth straight loss. 
Kyle Kuzma was their top performer with 31 points and 13 rebounds. However, Denny Avdija, who had been averaging 28.3 points in the previous four games, was held to just five points. The team shot 38.8% from the field and fell to 134 against opponents with winning records. What was the key to Denver's dominant performance? Denver's strategy was to exploit Washington's defense with backdoor cuts, leading to high percentage and often uncontested scoring opportunities at the rim. Despite making just four of their 18 three-pointers in the first half, the Nuggets went 28 of 37 from inside the arc, building a 72 to 49 halftime lead. They finished with a season-high 88 points in the paint. That's quite a comprehensive win. What does this mean for the Nuggets going forward? This win could be a significant morale booster for the Nuggets. The last time they lost three straight games this season, they responded by winning nine of their next 10. If history repeats itself, we could see the Nuggets going on another winning streak. That's something to look forward to. Thanks, Abby. Now, shifting gears to basketball, Kyle Lowry's debut for his hometown Philadelphia 76ers may not have been the dream start he had hoped for, but he admitted that the standing ovation he received was a great moment, despite the 110-96 loss to the New York Knicks. Here to discuss this further is James, a correspondent for Simply Sports. So James, how did Lowry perform in his first game for the 76ers? Lowry had a solid game, David. He finished with 11 points, four rebounds, and five assists in 25 minutes off the bench. Despite the loss, he was quite active on the court, making plays and trying to claw Philadelphia out of a double-digit deficit. His impact was immediately evident, and 76ers coach Nick Nurse praised Lowry's performance, especially considering he hadn't played since January 18. It seems like Lowry had a bit of a scare during the game. Can you tell us more about that? Yes, indeed. Lowry took an elbow to the head from Jericho Sims in the first half, which left him with a large gash on his forehead that required six stitches. It looked like his homecoming might be cut short, but he returned for the second half and played a key role in the 76ers' near comeback. The 76ers have been struggling recently, losing six of their last eight games. Do they see Lowry as a potential game-changer? Absolutely. The 76ers are hopeful that with Lowry now on the court, along with Nicholas Batum and DeAnthony Melton, who will return after missing several weeks with a back injury, the team will start to stabilize. They're particularly looking forward to the potential return of reigning MVP Joel Embiid from a knee injury. And how did the New York Knicks fare in the game? The Knicks had a good game, snapping a four-game losing streak. They had their own series of returns to the court, with Dante DiVincenzo, Bojan Bogdanovic, and Isaiah Hartenstein all playing. Bogdanovic, in particular, had an excellent game, going six for six from three-point range and leading New York with 22 points. Thanks for the insights, James. Now, shifting gears to basketball, the Los Angeles Lakers started the final stretch of the season with a disappointing 128-110 loss to the Golden State Warriors on Thursday. However, Lakers coach Darvin Ham has indicated that LeBron James is likely to return to the lineup on Friday. Bella, our correspondent for Simply Sports, is here to discuss this further. Can you tell us more about LeBron's absence and the impact it's had on the team? Certainly, David. LeBron James, who is 39, has played just 14 minutes of game action in the last week and a half, 
all of which came in the NBA All-Star Game. He missed the Lakers' last game before the All-Star break due to a sore left ankle and sat out again on Thursday to rest the ankle after receiving treatment during the break. His absence has certainly been felt by the team. And what can we expect from the Lakers' game against the San Antonio Spurs? The Lakers are hosting the Spurs on the second night of a back-to-back -back for both teams. The Spurs lost 127-122 to on the road to the Sacramento Kings on Thursday. Coach Ham has indicated that LeBron James is likely to be back in the lineup for this game, which would certainly be a boost for the team. While LeBron was out, Anthony Davis was also dealing with some issues. Can you tell us more about that? Yes, Anthony Davis woke up on Thursday with a sore throat, and his voice deteriorated throughout the day. Despite this, he still managed to finish with 27 points, 15 rebounds, and three blocks. However, his inability to communicate effectively, particularly in terms of calling out defensive coverages, did have an impact on the game. The Lakers have also been dealing with other absences. How is this affecting the team? The Lakers have indeed been hit hard by absences. They've been without Jared Vanderbilt, Cam Reddish, and Gabe Vincent for weeks. And now Christian Wood is also out with swelling in his left knee. Coach Ham has stressed the need for the team to get healthy and have bodies back in the lineup. It's a challenging time for the Lakers. That was Simply Sports reporter Bella. Thanks for the insights. And with that, we wrap up our stories for today. Thanks for listening to Simply Sports. We'll see you back here tomorrow. <laughs>